Welcome to the Out What Now podcast. I'm your host, Megs Pulvermacher, and each week I'll be bringing you stories, interviews, and insightful conversations with queer folks, much like yourself, about how they've navigated the ups and downs of their coming out journeys so you can do the same while learning to love yourself more fully and live more boldly and authentically. Wherever you are in your coming out journey, know that you're right where you're supposed to be, you're loved, and we're so excited to be on the journey with you. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Out What Now podcast. Super pumped to be hanging with you for yet another day in our Chosen Family series and to bring you one of the most inspiring queer humans on the planet that would be planet Earth and just one of my generally favorite humans uh, who is returning to the show. Today I'm sitting down with Kalila Josephs, also known as Coach K, and they were on the show in season two, I believe, and um, just did just out there doing great work. Kalila is a queer spirituality coach and really helps queer identifying folks to heal from religious trauma, to get in alignment with what spirituality means and looks like for them, and really forging a personal relationship with whatever your mode of spirituality, higher power is, if it's a God thing, universe, energy, spirit, whatever makes the most sense to you. They are an absolute expert at getting you to look inward, to see yourself through a more compassionate, loving lens, and to really cultivate this very personal relationship and kind of a spiritual practice for you to be able to show up as your best, happiest, most aligned, most authentic self, which is an absolutely beautiful mission. And they always put everything into such in such a relatable way that I think you are really going to enjoy. So if you want to hear a lot of the deets of Coach K's coming out journey, you can go back to that initial episode. Um, but we tap into a, bu- a couple of elements with that here and get the update on what they've been up to since last year at this time when they were hanging out on the show. So it is a pretty cool conversation and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So I will kick you right on over. All right, everybody, we're here with the one, the only Coach K, Kalila Josephs in the house. Welcome back. How you doing? What's up, people? What's up, Meg? <laughs> going on, everyone? Going on, everyone? Why don't you give us a little introduction into who you are, pronouns, identities you hold, all of that good stuff. Awesome. What's up, everyone? Um, my name is Kalila Josephs, aka Coach K. I go by they, she. Um, I'm the creative queer on purpose and I'm a queer spirituality coach. And my whole mission is to help our queer family um, have a new love story with God, higher power themselves and community. So that's that's a little bit of how I serve the world. 
That is the ticket right there. Yeah, that's the ticket right there. When do you think is the most recent time that you came out? Hmm. I want to say, and this is, this may be able to sound a little strange, um, actually during the pandemic, you want to say like at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I came out to my mom. Um, the reason I say it sounds strange because my mom already knew that I was out, like I was outed at 18, mm. but I think, and I don't know if anybody else experienced this, but like during the pandemic, it forced you to kind of do some work, like some inner work. And, you know, I was exploring religious trauma and all these different things and just working with my counselor and all this stuff. And I realized that I never came out, like I was outed by my school. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I never owned my voice and say, mom, I'm gay, or this is, this is what it is. So I sat her down and I said, I have something to tell you. And she's like, what? I was like, um, I'm gay. And she's like, uh, I already know that. I was like, yeah, but I didn't, you know, you found out. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> tell you that I was gay. So um, it felt awkward in the moment, but it felt empowering because that whole time I just, it was just, I was just outed. I never sat down and told her my truth, my story. This is who I am. So as I said, it sounds like a little bit strange, but um, I think that's the last time that I came out. And for me, it was like the, to me, like the capstone, like the last boom healing that you needed. Like the, the, the thing that helped me and my mom actually draw a little bit closer. And I think for her, it just kind of cemented who her adult child is like having a gay daughter and this is what it is. So, um, yeah, that's the last time that I came out before then it was my dad, but this one was just, I don't, I don't need to further come out anymore. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, it was, it's kind of special. Yeah. The vibe is just different when yeah. it's like, you've been able to do some work and understand, although it's ever evolving, understand like what that means for you and kind of have it solidified as this piece of your identity that you feel confident and aware of and not just kind of flailing around trying to figure out what's going on yeah yeah that you 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 kind of gotten some you own it now you know you own your own story so that was that's that's the importance about it right on um so we have heard some elements of your story and some of our other conversations that we've had, but yeah. if you were mm-hmm. to give us the story of you and mm-hmm. how, uh, the things that make you, you, what would that yeah. story be? I guess I, in, in relation to queer on purpose or how I got there was mainly that story picked up, you know, from high school. So I kind of, kind of share that with folks that went to a Christian high school, um, played sports, played basketball, and it was just this one pivotal moment where, you know, I'm living my life. You know, you're 14 years old. You're trying to date. You're figuring things out. I got a little girlfriend. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, me and the girlfriend is like caking on the phone. Oh, you, hang up, you hang up. Next thing you know, her mom <laughs> hears the conversation. T- says she records it. Takes it to the principal's office. And then the principal grabs me out of class, brings me down and says, hey, are you gay? And I'm like, uh, no, what are you talking about? I ain't gay. Um, and th- from that, from that age of 14, all the way to, um, maybe about 28, when I mm-hmm. finally, when I mentioned, like, can't come out to my dad, that's when I, you know, like the last person that I fully, fully came out to, um, I had to deny myself, you know, hide myself, um, you know, went from saying, okay, I'm going to 
go away from my mom because I want to live who I am. I can't have this, you know, I can't live my life. Um, and I found out that for me being gay, I mean, 99.9%, you can look at me and say, okay, this person <laughs> perception can, can be gay, but uh, most of my challenges or struggle was internal. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have this relationship with God or what I, you know, define as my higher power. Um, and felt just based off of what was taught in, you know, my Christian school, Christian and Catholic, um, in my, my mom and parents are from Panama. So Caribbean parents, they ain't having it either. Um, <laughs> and I was just taught this whole thing. Like, no, you cannot be gay. Like being gay is wrong. Socially is, this is wrong. You need to be with a man. I tried that trying to, you know, have a boyfriend. I'm like, mm, this ain't really where it's at. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I had struggled. Um, with that, um, over year, you know, over some time I had got into relationships where my partners weren't out. So we were kind of both kind of hiding and never really had experienced a relationship where I could fully be myself. Um, but majority of that was God, I want to have a relationship with you, but I don't know how, like, I feel that I'm not good enough. I'm dirty. I can't live a life. Like I just, of all things that we would hear or chastise ourselves with, that's what I was feeling. So it wasn't really until like maybe my late 20s when I started to say, you know what, if I can't lie to you, why am I lying to everyone else? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that people didn't know that I was gay. It was just people didn't know the internal struggle or what would deem as internalized homophobia that I was struggling with. So I just started to say, okay, I'm going to be me. And I just started to be more of myself. And I started like showing up to work, you know, like, oh, boom, this is who I am. I'm wearing a bow tie. This is my style. I'm cutting my, you know, like yeah, all those things that we appreciate as queer folks, I just leaned into and said, you know, this is me and I'm going to be me. I, and I found, you know, more of my personality, more of who I am started to come out at work um, and just was starting to be more peace. And then that's just kind of continuing with that led me on to like, okay, it's not enough for me to feel like this. I know I have family members, friends that are struggling with the same thing. And then I started to speak up, speak about it. Maybe what close to it's going two years, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and then people just was like, Hey, you've been saying what I've been thinking. I'm struggling. I want to have this relationship with God, but feel like that I can't. And it just pretty much took on from there. So I would say that's the main thing is just was expressing this desire to have this relationship and, and just exposing the challenges that queer people face with when it comes to religion has just kind of put me on the path to who I am and how I help people today. Yeah. You know? I mean, that is, gosh, if there are two things that um, societally seem to butt heads, it's queerness and religion, isn't it? It's like, like, like we can't, queerness and religion can't sit at the same table. Can't, can't mm -hmm. go out to eat together. No. Yeah. It seems like it. Which is ridiculous and, and sad. Yeah. Um, but for, so for you in your own um, practice and the way that spirituality looks for you, do you have kind of like daily practices or how do you tap into that just kind of on your own? Yes, um, I do have my own individual practice. And like, once again, I really feel like this whole pandemic has just been a gift 
you know, I know that it has been challenging, but it has been a gift um, to many, especially when it comes out to spirituality. Mm-hmm. So like for me, that's kind of like, I would say maybe around, maybe about three years ago, that's when my, my spiritual practice started to change. So like, I just heads up, I don't, I don't necessarily identify as a Christian, um, although that has been my path for, you know, in, in, in the past. Um, I just had this desire to rise above religion in like, okay, God, I need to know you for myself. Yeah. And for me, God started to show up in different things. Like, so I started to visit like a Buddhist temple and learn more about meditation, um, you know, picked up the Tao Te Ching, you know, it's like a, um, like a, a Chinese, uh, not religion, but it's more of a track. It's just inspirational. But I wanted to explore, you know, African tradition, spiritual. I just wanted to explore all these different spiritual paths. Mm. And, you know, um, it's a growing body of wisdom for me. Um, But what I find in all of that is just it points to the one and it actually points to one in yourself. Like there's a higher power, there's a universe source energy, whatever you want to call it. It resides in all of us. We may call it different, something different, but it resides in all of us. So like my day to day practice will look like I don't get out of the bed, like check Instagram phone or Instagram or nothing like that until like I have meditation. So like pretty much the first hour of my day is like devotion time. So like I'm spending like either 15 minutes um, spending time in meditation. I'm a big advocate. I love A Course in Miracles which, and I feel like that probably should have been in the Bible, but um, <laughs> yeah, of course in miracles, it, it just really, to me, defined a lot of the cons, the, the, these heavy hitting concepts um, surrounding around religion. Um, it really helped me kind of distill some of that. So I'll read like a course in miracles or I'll just read, you know, just inspirational texts yeah. Um and just kind of anchor myself before then I just kind of go out and, and do my thing. So, um, and in my groups, I try to help folks explore what that looks like for them. So um, the, the space is spiritually inclusive. So I'm able to help. This is this was the benefit because I'm able to help people from different walks of life, whether if you're, you know, Christian, Mormon, Jehovah, you know, whatever that looks like for you, um, I'm able to help people from all different walks of life. Um, so it's just been a blessing. Yeah. I love that concept of exploration because mm-hmm. it is, it's such a, a beautiful way to walk through the world in kind of any realm of life, you know, yeah. relationships, work, spirituality, health, all of that stuff. It's like the process of exploration is how you actually figure out how to be like the most authentic real aligned version of yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's really scary for a lot of people to do, which is why I feel like so many people fall into or mm-hmm. feel more comfortable, like in a religion, cause there's a specific set of rules yeah. and a specific set of way to be. Um, but that's kind of makes the container that you have coming up, um, here in, uh, January yeah. probably pretty cool is it's kind of like a structured opportunity to explore. And to figure that stuff out, right? Do you want to tell the peeps a little bit about what you have coming up? Yeah, like, you know, give a little tea there. Um, (laughs) Yes, so starting January 16th, uh, we'll have um, Queer Spiritual Freedom Coaching Program as a 12-step process. Um, And the the premise of the program is to help our community heal from religious trauma 
and experience spiritual freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I notice is that, you know, we have 12 step programs for everything, but we don't have something specifically for our queer community that has been burnt by church hurt or religious fear. And what does it look like now for you to reconcile a relationship with your higher power? What does it look like for you to finally love yourself? What does it look like for you to be in the same room of your family and friends, have a sense of forgiveness and be able to be around other people and just build relationships. So that's what the 12-step program is about. The key things that we do, uh, we talk about our facilitator or walk people through is understanding the voice of God. So like you mentioned this earlier, like some of us love to be in religion because we have a set of rules. But what is this, this whole idea that you have the opportunity to kind of create the life you want to experience, but you have to understand what are the characteristics of God and what are the characteristics that are not of God um, that is like really rooted in fear? Um, we work on self-confidence. So, you know, like you can go to work, you can, you know, do things in your life and feel, hey, I'm this queer person. This is who I am. And, you know, this is what, um, you know, I have to offer the world. Uh, we even talk about, you know, things of intimacy. So redefining that because in our community, especially when it comes down to religion, religion has tainted that for us. We've been, you know, prescribed like, oh, we have to have a heteronormative relationship or what does it look like to be intimate with my partner and comfortable with that? So we, we talk about these topics, um, you know, we kind of deconstruct what religious trauma um, religious texts, where did these concepts come from and helping people understand that these things were culturally, you know, provided and how do you reframe that? How do you utilize, if that's your choosing, utilize sacred texts to draw inspiration from, but know the boundary as, you know what, that, that is not specifically speaking to who I am. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a journey, um, you know, been, you know, very, grateful that you know i've been inspired god has inspired me to put this together um and it was you know crafted after my own healing talking to other people as to what steps they have taken um and to put something together where we can get spiritually free is just is a beautiful thing so go ahead sign up you know you need it (laughs) (laughs) go ahead you're gonna want to do it Yeah. yeah i think like um so much of the idea or what seems to be kind of the the ultimate goal that we grow up hearing if you grow up in a um in a faith-based home or in a religion or something is you're supposed to be the hands and feet of -hmm. jesus right and Mm -hmm. to go out there and do the thing and queer people that's where like the whole queer on purpose thing came from i feel like was like that it can be your superpower but you got to get into alignment with it to actually be able to carry that out um Because for a lot of people, being the hands and feet uh, comes from a place of fear. And when you go through, when you access a resource like Mm -hmm. 12 Steps with Coach K, I mean, come on, you get to hang out with him 12 times, like, let's go. Um, Then you're going to be able to do that from a place of love, which is supposed to be the whole point anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you you know, you hit it right on the head. I mean, is this whole hands and feet thing. Um, and our community has been ostracized. Well, no, you don't have any place in the world. And in scripture, it talks about that. Like all of us have different, you know, 
roles. Like it talks about the, the hand ha- it has a responsibility. The mm-hmm. feet have a responsibility. The heart has a responsibility. So when we look at humankind, everyone has a responsibility um, and is to let you know queer folks know, yes, you have an entitlement. It's your birthright to be here. And shout out to you, Megs. I don't know if like, you know, the listeners know this, but I want to give a special shout out to you as last time I was on the show, you had a billboard question. I love the billboard, baby. (laughs) You had a billboard question. And the question was, if you can tell the LGBTQ community or something, um, anything, or what would you want your billboard to be? And I responded as I will want us to know that we're created on purpose or we're Mm -hmm. queer on purpose. So, you know, special shout out to you, because if you didn't ask that and having that divine response, that's where, you know, Queer on Purpose has has been built from. So, um, you know, thank you for just asking that question and just kind of like, you know what, that sounds like it's, you know, Queer that's on the one yeah, you never yeah. know when the download's going to come. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Absolutely. That's one of one of my favorite questions. Yeah, because that's it. Uh, <laughs> I would buy people as many billboards as they wanted, but um, it is cool to see what people come up with. And that one you can see even in the video. If you go back and uh, for folks who haven't seen it, if you're on Instagram and you go back and watch the one year celebration video, mm-hmm. you can kind of see like in that part that you're kind of figuring it out as you give the yeah. answer, like yeah. queer on purpose. And then boom. Okay. <laughs> and it ends up being the handle and the whole the whole thing about it. So it's just, yeah, it's just to let us know as a community that, you know, we're created for a reason. And I truly believe that when people get the relationship right with their higher power or whatever you deem that to be, mm-hmm. then you can really step into who you are. Then you can really have the relationships with other people. Then you can really go after your dreams. But if you're finding yourself, I can't go after my dreams or I can't be fully out or I'm having all this stigma about myself, we have to get to the root. And that happens to, you know, to be one of the root root issues. Yeah, I think sometimes, too, it can feel a little like self-indulgent mm-hmm. to uh, work on that that self-love and stuff. Um, but I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was a uh, Lori Harder I don't know if you listen to uh, Lori or Chris Harder's podcast, but um, her podcast is called Earn Your Happy. And she was talking about like how, uh, well, it was about navigating uncertainty, but about how you're going to be able to receive blessings coming into 2022. And if you haven't gotten what you think you should be getting, then the vessel you might just not be ready yet. And what do you need to do to get yourself in a space to be able to receive the blessing or receive the download or receive the opportunity, whether that's health, fitness, mental health, um, do like getting yourself ready to do the next thing. And self-love is an amazing place to start for that because it's just a one step ahead of then being able to go out and pay it forward with what you come up with. Oh man, that was, that was beautiful. I mean, like, I love what you shared about she's helping people sharing a message of helping people get into alignment. That, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. When you're not earning your happy or you're <laughs> not, you know, loving on yourself, you're misaligned. So it's yeah. like, 
how can you even think about things, you know, the relationship, the job, the, the opportunities, this, this sense of peace come if you're, you're not, not in alignment. So I love that. I'm about to write that down. Earn your happy. Yeah. 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 I'll text it to you. Yes, please. It's a good one. Yes. (laughs) I'm over here looking for a penny. I'm like, okay. Um, All right. So we're coming off of Christmas here. We're in the last week of 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, And this time of year, you know, holidays, generally speaking, leading up to the holidays can be super stressful, particularly for our community, but also that kind of post holiday, energy recovery, whatever. Um, what kind of things come up for you this time of year um, from an emotional standpoint, where you at with your mindset, what goes on for you in this week of the year where no one knows what day it is. Uh, <laughs> and I think I saw a meme earlier. That Too said, drunk off eggnog. Yeah, you're full of cheese and confused about what day it is. Oh, <laughs> what goes on for me um, this time of the year? Well, throughout the, the year, I tend to go on reflection around my birthday and, you know, i.e. I across this time before we hit the new year. So this is time like I do like the vision boards and all that type stuff. But for me, I really, really big at looking at my life in a holistic fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's what I teach people to, to look at it from um, a spiritual, emotional, physical, vocational, financial, relational, all of that stuff. Um, and I just take a reflection, okay, what has, I start with the positive. So what has worked well for me this year? You know, what have I accomplished? Because sometimes we can get into uh, 20, 2022, 2022, and this is what I need to do. But I really want to anchor myself as to what have I done well? What did I, you know, accomplish one thing? Um, so I, I, you know, be in reflection with that. And I also go into like prayer, you know, just asking God to, um, you know, talk to me about what is something new that I need to do? How do I need to change my perspective on different things? And I don't look for the answer immediately. Like, oh my gosh, you better give me this answer by December 31st. So I know no, <laughs> I'm just, I'm planting the seed yeah. and just knowing um, throughout the year is going to come. So like, yeah, I'll do like the whole vision board. I've been doing that for um, a couple of years. And I actually like last year ran a vision board party just for the queer community, but really taking that holistic fashion and just kind of putting the pictures on the board, um, you know, getting reconnected to my purpose mm. um, and just kind of just going and flow with that. That's, that's for me, it's about a time of deep reflection. So I don't yeah. try to stress myself out. So I don't, I'm not the type to set new year's resolutions in essence is the same thing, right? New year's intentions, but I don't try to, you know, stress myself out. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because if you try to do 50 things, you end up doing none. Yeah. So I just try yeah. to say, okay, what is one thing that I would love, you know, God and so willing to accomplish next year? You know, what would think what would be the thing that get me into alignment or move momentum? And I just kind of go off of that. So yeah, I use this time for reflection. Yeah. Get that low-hanging fruit, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get it. It's, it's right there for you. It's right there. Yeah, it's hanging out. Um, that's why it's there. Um, so as you're doing this, you're probably already in this mode anyway, Mm -hmm. what would you say 
considering all of 2021, what is your biggest takeaway from this year? Something you learned, a way you grew, whatever, and maybe mm-hmm. some advice for folks heading into the new year. I would say two things. Um, one thing that has been big for me this year was anchoring to my values. Mm. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that, um, you know, I've had some situations present themselves and I was just like, okay, you know, like sometimes our ego could be like, no, you need to go for this. You need to do this. But I had to pause and say, okay, is this aligned to my values? Is this in one of just maybe the number one value that I hold is love. Mm. Like, is this bringing me closer to God or is this kind of taking, you know, pushing me away? And whether that's relationship, whether that's opportunities or whatever that is, I just had to stay anchored to my values. So that's something that I would heavily encourage us to write down. Like, it don't have to be a laundry list of things, but what are your top three values? You know, for some of us, that may be family, that may be health, whatever that is. What do you care about? What matters most to you? Write that stuff down because you know, when all heck breaks loose, you need to be able to anchor yourself to that. And then also too, when opportunities like are like kind of like, you know, the glitz and the glamour, you need to be saying, no, like that is not anchored to my values. Like this is what I believe in. And it's going to make it easier. It's not going to be that easy, but it's going to help you if you have your values. So I would say that's the number, that's probably the number one thing that I had learned um, for the majority of the year. Um, and I think, the second thing that I have learned, and I think this kind of ties in with what we, what we just talked about, of like setting these New Year's resolutions. Last year, when I did my vision board, I did manifest. Mm. So I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really getting into this whole concept of, you know, law of attraction and manifesting and all this type of stuff like that. And I've been manifesting for the year. I just, you know, for years, I just didn't know, you know, like the language around it. Right. But it wasn't to just like, you know, maybe these past few months really understanding what manifesting means and just understanding that you create your reality and um you don't have to work so damn hard so i think you and i was talking you know talk about this less is more um (laughs) you don't have to work so hard you do not have to work so hard um over the summertime i had covid and i was just like i'm supposed to be doing this i'm supposed to be doing that you know i want to i want to do this i want to do that and as soon I would, soon as I as I was healed, everything just fell in my lap. Yeah. So it was just like you didn't have to stress yourself out like that. You could have just prayed about it, put it out to the universe, know that it's going to happen, and the stars will line up where you get that opportunity. So that's why I would encourage other people to like, you don't have to work so damn hard. Like, don't fall into society's trap. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Just stay in alignment to your values and things will come the way that it needs to, to you. Yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah. Less is most even yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, Less is most. Yes. If you will. <laughs> yes. Um, so if folks want to get in touch with you, even if it's just to be like, Hey, great episode. Yes. Absolutely. Love you. Want to hang out with you, get some wings, etc." cetera. Ooh, you know how I feel about wings. <laughs> I could, we can't go through an episode without the mention. Um, or, um, to access your programs, maybe have you come speak, all that good stuff. What's the best way to get in touch with you and or get more information? 
Yeah, the quickest way to get in touch with me is one, go follow me on Instagram. Follow the message that I'm sharing, Queer on Purpose, um, and tap the link in the bio uh, for the 12-step coaching program. Uh, set up a coaching call called Queer and Godly, where I want to get to know a little bit more about your story, what you're going through, mm-hmm. and see how the program can help you. So that's one thing. Um, and then like for speaking and workshop opportunities, there is a keynote, um, the workshop speaking tab there too. So Queer on Purpose, tap the link in the bio. All your information is there. Hell yes. Well, no surprise here. You hey. were just a boatload of inspiration and awesomeness, but that is super on brand for you. So no surprise, no Aww. surprises, but thank you for coming on again and for being you. Um, super appreciate you and that's what's up. Awesome. Thanks, Meg. I appreciate you and appreciate everyone that's listening. Yes. Um, All right, everybody. That is all we have for you today. Catch us back here tomorrow for yet another episode. Until then, keep it queer out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Out What Now podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you could take the time to leave a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you know someone who could use the message you heard in today's episode, please, please, please share it with them so that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. Thanks so much for being you and keep it queer out there.